Texas was just a vehicle, uh, a legal vehicle, to be able to get donations to Kathy and I as we served as missionaries in South America. But in the past four and a half years, even though I've neglected that ministry severely, <laughs> not giving it the time it deserved, the Lord has blessed it, and it's grown, and we are helping 15 different ministries in six different nations currently. And he made all these connections, and then all of a sudden this little girl that I've known since she was a little child comes up to me one day, Miss Christina Casperson, and she says, I'm going to die if I don't get back to China. Will you help me get back to China as a missionary? I said, okay, if you'll take me to China and teach me about China because I can't protect you as a missionary if I don't know what it's like in China, so you've got to take me over there and show me. So she took me over there and showed me that she's very capable and does real well. And in two weeks, she prepared a miraculous uh, amount of work to be able to attend to eight stupid North Americans who didn't know nothing. So we show up over there, and she really acts as a guide in a brand-new city. I mean, this is not a place she's lived for three years. She'd been, she had been there less than two weeks and already knew how to do everything in the whole city and get us around, protect us, and show us this and that and the other. It was marvelous in my eyes, you know. So she takes me to China and shows me all this stuff. And over there, the Lord really starts talking to me about an open door. And all of a sudden, I remember seven years ago, I was preaching in Argentina at this missionary conference and there was a, a doctor lady there who was going to, to China as a missionary from Argentina. Well, she goes to Argentina and gets breast cancer. Or she, she goes to China. Keep me straight now, darling. She goes to China. I'm making this story really... It's a long and wonderful story, but I'm giving you the 25-word or less version here, okay? All right. So she goes to China and gets breast cancer. While she's in China. Now, she's a doctor and she knows what that means. But she decides instead of coming back to Argentina where she can get surgery, she treats herself, her own self, chemotherapy while she's there. And the drugs she gets is not the drugs she needs, but it's the best she can get. And so she winds up on the point of death. And in her last few months of life, she returns home to Argentina. She shows up again. That same church where we had had this missionary conference, those same kids who had dedicated their lives to mission work at her funeral made a pact with God that one day they would follow in her footsteps and be missionaries to China. Those same kids with whom I have a personal and intimate relationship with are standing there bawling and squalling about this missionary to China. And the Lord sucks me out of that situation for four and a half years, brings me back to Babylon. Over here, I'm going around, 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 feeling bad about the whole deal, you know, having my little pity parties every morning, you know, wishing I was back in South America. All of a sudden, there's a contact in China. While I'm in China, I get the idea, hey, there's a connection here. I come back, the Lord does this whole big round of miracles. Someone dies and leaves me enough money to buy a plane ticket to get to Argentina while I'm gone. This little girl's grandmother, Spicer Wallace, whom I dearly loved, 
and was one of the first Christian ladies who made me believe I could grow up to be a pastor. And so I used that memorial fund money to go to Argentina. And while I was there for one week, the Lord gave me $100,000 worth of property. I went down there trying to believe God that I could buy an $1,800 lot 20 miles from town in a swamp where the prices were cheap. And instead, he gave me a half-acre lot in downtown capital city of Chaco on all the major bus lines with the exact school that Luis and I had sat in my office and designed out, oh, this would be perfect if we could just have a missionary training school that looked like this. And we drew it out and we dreamed about it. And I go down there and I meet this family that I had a prophetic word for three years ago and it ministered to them. I had forgotten them. I did not recognize them when they came up to me. They said, we've got something we want to show you. They took me to their house. Now, this is a great man of God. I remembered their house, but I'd forgotten them. Shows how compassionate I am. I remembered the odd design of the kitchen cabinets. That's what clued me in. I'd been there before. Being a carpenter, it sort of distorts your thinking. So I walk into the house and I say, have I been here before? They said, yes, you've been here before. You ministered to us three years ago. You had a prophetic word over our daughter that she had artistic ability to use for the glory of God. She's now a wonderful painter. She had never done it before. <laughs> Making this story as short as I possibly can. They take me out back and show me these buildings that they had built. They're half built. They're like in the dry. There's a room. Actually, standing here, I think it's a little bigger than this room. It's already got the, ceiling, the, the roof on it and three walls. And over there, it's got all the, the, uh, the beams. I'm, trying, I'm having to translate from Spanish now back to English because I'm thinking down there. That, that's ready to put sliding glass doors in that wall so that if there's a spillover overflow crowd, the people out in the grass patio can participate in the meeting. Because, see, what happened was in the early 90s, in these people's home, there was an outpouring of the Holy Spirit on young people. Same time that all that renewal stuff was going on over here and in Toronto and all that mess was happening, you know, it was going on down in Argentina. And they had this mighty move of God in their home. And so they bought two lots next door and began to build a center to minister to young people so they could teach them how to flow in the gifts of the Holy Spirit and how to seek after the presence of God without traditions that bound them up. They invested thousands of their own dollars into this project. But because of the opposition of pastors and their son falling away from the Lord, they became so discouraged, they closed the whole thing down. And it's been sitting there for six years. 
Two years ago, the Lord told them that I was the man to carry that vision forward. Three months ago, they began to try to get in touch with me, but they had an old email address and couldn't find me. If I'd gone at any other time, this man who was a traveling salesman would not have been home. But because the 9th of July is their Independence Day, he happened to be home and hear me preach in a local church. He took me to his house and showed me the property. And I looked at it, and at that current time, we had $800 in a bank account back in the United States with which to buy property. And he showed me what I knew had a value at least in excess of $80,000, probably more like a hundred and some odd thousand dollars because of the value of the lot and the construction that already existed there. And he kept telling me, he says, well, what do you think? And I think, well, it, this is great. I mean, this is wonderful. And I was sharing with him our vision. He says, we know. His wife was sitting there crying. His daughter was sitting there crying. He was sitting there crying. I was sitting there crying. You know, but I was thinking he was trying to sell me this property. I mean, my discernment was crystal clear. And over the process of two or three days, this guy, you know, he said, well, what do you think? And I says, well, I don't know. You've got to tell me what you're asking for it. And he says, only God knows. And I said, yeah, but you've got to tell me. Because I don't have much money. And he says, yeah, but God knows. It took me three days to catch on. He was trying to give me the thing. <laughs> Eventually, I was sitting there at the table. And I says, please, talk to me like you were a gringo. Say exactly what you mean. Don't do all this spiritual tiptoeing around the thing. Tell me what you're asking for this thing. And he said, Dios lo sabe. God knows it. I said, well, what does that mean, please? Please. Give me a number. The wife picks up the blueprints and with trembling hands hands them to me and says, it's yours. I said, what does that mean? <laughs> I've not noted for my quick mental gymnastics, you know. They said, we are giving this to you. <laughs> now, you've got to understand that their daughter's sitting right next to me at the kitchen table. And right across from the table is a young man who saved my son's life years ago, Alfredo Magnososi. He's about 27 years old. And all of a sudden, the Lord took possession of me, and I had a moment of clarity. It's required for me. And I said, I don't receive this in my name or in the name of our mission, but I receive this in the name of this girl's generation and for Alfredo and his generation and for their destinies in God. And the presence of the room changed. The Spirit of God came in His manifest glory, and boom, I hit the floor. About an hour later, we had sopped up about a half roll of paper towels between the five of us because we knew that we were participating 
in the fulfillment of prophecies that had been given in the churches in that town when there were only two or three believers in that town. The man who founded the first Spirit-filled church in that town prophesied over 50 years ago, more or less about the time of the Communist Revolution. Interesting coincidence. That one day that city would be a center for raising up, training, and sending out missionaries to the world. And all of a sudden we realized that we were being used together to be the fulfillment of something that was in God's heart before we ever dreamed it. There's been a change in the heavenly realm to give the church a new level of spiritual authority. All of you who consider yourselves full-time servants of God, and I'm not talking about being on the payroll. I'm talking about businessmen. I'm talking about housewives. I'm talking about students. Those of you who see your identity as being a servant of the King, check the witness of the Spirit in your own heart right now. Don't you realize that something new has started? In the book of Revelation, in the progress of the book towards the final end, you see the angels given more and more authority. They are given seals. They are given trumpets to blow. Each one a symbol of increased authority over the earth. And I have seen the angels given a new realm of authority. There's an increased authority to build where nothing has been built before, to prophesy things into being, but not in far times, because Ezekiel 12 is coming to pass in our day. Ezekiel 12. It says, Son of man, behold, in verse 27, behold, the house of Israel is saying the vision that he sees is for many years from now, and he prophesies of times far off. Therefore say to them, Thus says the Lord God, None of my words will be delayed any longer. Whatever word I speak will be performed, declares the Lord God. We are coming into a new realm when those dreams that we have had in our heart for kingdom purposes are going to come into fulfillment at a much more rapid rate than ever before in the history of the world. We've already had a testimony of it from a Gideon here this morning. What was that? $500 million to George Bush Sr.? And between George Bush Sr. and Jr., there's been 500 million copies given? In a hundred years, it took them a hundred years to do what they've done in the last ten years? See, there is an acceleration coming to the things of God that will give you spiritual whiplash if you don't have your seatbelt on. The gift that we received, you've got... If you know anything about Latin America whatsoever, you know things take longer there than here. It was not only the monetary gift of lists approximate 
eighty to a hundred thousand dollars that was given to us, but it advanced my plans, what I foresee about the establishing of a missionary training center four years. Whoop in one week. Things are coming fast. Don't be surprised if changes don't occur fast in your own personal life. Now, I've said this to the Lord, and I think he has given me permission to say it publicly. Most of what go on between I and the Lord, I don't have permission to say publicly. If you guard more secrets, he'll talk to you more. Hint. I'm not really interested in increased ministry because I want you to know that what happened to me this past week has got me scared to death. I am frightened out of my mind at the implications of what I've seen in the Spirit. I have actually seen people in China, in India, in Africa who are destined to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ and the messenger God has chosen to speak to those individuals are coming from Resistencia, Argentina. And whether or not I get it right depends on if they get there on time. Now, that scares me. Now, I'm saying that, you know, all things are in God's hands, but I'm telling you, the obedience of God's servants counts for something. And so I'm frightened. But if you have a choice between ministry and intimacy with God, Choose intimacy every time because I'm telling you, intimacy with God is without price and nothing will succeed without it. Seek Him with your whole heart. Say yes to the school of circumstances that come upon you. Trust that even though you don't understand and even though it seems like that trial that has come upon you is more than you can personally bear, believe in the goodness of God and that His plans are eternal and that He knew you and your destiny before the foundations of the world were laid. That is our confidence. We do not trust in horses we do not trust in men, but we trust in a living, all-knowing, omnipotent, eternal God. He is at work in your life. Let Him have His way. When we say, Amen, when we say, Yes, Lord, it opens the door to the miraculous realm. And sooner or later, you will Step suddenly into the day of the fulfillment of all the dreams He has given you. Because the will of the Lord comes upon you suddenly. It is good to be prepared. Let's pray. Everybody stand up. I don't think I want to do any music this morning, okay? Because oftentimes what happens is, is that, you know, sometimes your emotions just sort of, I, I, I want this to be plain. 
You understand what I'm saying? I want this to be plain. Because the anointing of God is not in the goosebumps. It's not in the emotions. It's when all of you of a sudden, you see something that was a vision become a reality. When all of a sudden that Word pierces your heart and it changes you forever. That's the anointing. The anointing is not in the emotion. Sometimes the emotion is one of those of you who know me. No, I'm, I'm all out for emotions. But this, I think, today we need to do plain. I want you to think about those circumstances in your life that the Lord is using to shape you. I want you to say yes to that. Say, yes, Lord, make me like you want me to be. Yes, Lord, take me where you want me to go. Yes, Lord, use me the way you want to use me. I am yours and you are mine. I release everything that I am to you. Nothing held back. You are Lord. You are Lord. Raise your hand if you're in agreement with that. Now, God sees you. Don't put your hand up unless you mean it. Because He'll take you at your word. Yes, Lord, I am yours. Yes, Lord, you are mine. Yes, Lord, I choose you as my inheritance. Yes, Lord, I choose intimacy with you over ministry. Yes, Lord, I choose you and intimacy with you over any kind of financial success. Yes, Lord, I choose you over all things. You are my inheritance. You are my portion. I will go where you send me. I will do what you tell me to do. Oh, God, let me step into my destiny. That which you have chosen for me before you created the worlds. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Repeat after me. Yes, Lord. I give you my life. I give you my future. I give you my plans. I give you all that I am. I am yours. And you are mine. I choose intimacy with you over all other things. Let me know you. Let me be passionate about you. You are my God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now I'm going to dismiss you. Just remember the Gideons are back there if you want to do an offering for the Gideons. But I pray with all my heart that each one of you can step into what God has for you. It is so dear. And it is so scary. It is so scary. If you ain't scared, you really ain't seen what God's got for you yet. God bless you. Have a good day.